Okay, so here's a um, question which has some interesting, um, interesting aspects to it. So the question is, I'm new here and have an interest in monastic life. How should I proceed? I think it's interesting is because it's a very general question. No? So we can uh, explore it in many different ways. I don't know if you have anything you want me to start it. No, go ahead. I will uh, say something. Okay. So the the first thing that hits me is um, well, they said it's a fairly general question. I mean, we're not not quite clear. I'm new here. Does this mean you're new to Buddhism, or just new to our community, or just new to monk radio? Um, but but I think more important that than that is talking about having an interest in monastic life. Because it's, it goes without saying, I think, that it's easy to be interested in something and um, not have it pan out or not have it become anything. It's not really, um, it's not, not really the best way to begin your career as a Buddhist or as a, as a, as a spiritual person, is to be interested in monastic life. We have to be clear what is the goal and what is the aim of our practice. We are, one thing I've tried to be fairly clear about in our center is that we're not really interested or we're not really trying to attract people with an interest in monastic life. We're trying to attract people with an interest in meditation, uh, with with an interest in becoming free from suffering. And so it's a little bit broader than just the monastic life. Because a person living an ordinary life can still practice meditation and can still develop themselves and come to understand the truth of life. You don't have to put on robes, you don't have to take up an alms bowl and go walking through the village. The monastic life is simply a convention or a uh, artifice that was developed and and perfected by the Buddha, meant to allow people who were interested in, had a keen interest in medita meditation, in developing themselves, in dedicating their lives to the development of the mind and the purification of the mind, um, as a, a way for such people to, um, to, to, to see their way through in the practice and to be free from all of the obstacles and distractions. So, um why I, I say that it, it it's it sometimes is the case where people focus too much energy on just being a monk or on living the monastic life thinking that somehow they can uh, escape their problems and go and live on a, a mountain in peace and 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 bliss no there's this kind of idyllic idea but when you get to the mountain when you get to the forest you see that it's not quite as idyllic as you think and in fact it comes with great hardship of its own and can lead to the def certain defilements of its own as well. It's possible to become complacent as a monk and to get caught up in, in the monk's life itself and, and to lose sight of the goal of practicing meditation. If, if your goal to start out with was not the practice of meditation, um, it's, it's easy to develop specific monastic defilements where you become lazy or you become conceited, you can become 
attached to fame if you become a teacher and you can become attached to study and intellectual uh, activity if you become a, a study monk and so on. So your interest in a monastic in monastic life is not so interesting to or or it's something that I would at least caution you about because why why do you want to become a monastic this is what you should be able to answer for yourself uh, at the very beginning before I would ask how I should how you should proceed I would say ask yourself why become a monastic because monastic life is not a, a valid goal uh, so if your goal is to become a monk then I would say you're shooting a bit low. That's the first thing I would say. I don't know if you can continue that and I'll come back to it. Um, yes, I can just say I agree so far with every word you said. Um, Anything to add? <laughs> In general, I think it's, it's um, important to have, uh, apart from the... Uh, the high goal of becoming free from suffering, um, you should find a place and mm. more important than that, you should find the the teacher you want to ordain with. I, I think that is the most important of everything. The, the person you are ordaining with will be your your guidance for the next couple of years for men in general five years for women it's a little bit different it's two years as uh, uh, with six precepts and uh, then um, you stay with a preceptor for another two years after the full ordination um, but then uh, the the teacher uh, is is how can I say that it's it's not easy to understand it's it's a very deep bond that is is happening between disciple and and teacher or uh, preceptor and and uh, ordained student it's like. It's deeper like father and, and son or mother and daughter or father and daughter. It's, it's a, a very intensive relationship. And um, one should be very clear that um, one is going to live in a community, may it be large or small, but um, one has to learn to give up uh, certain personal preferences. One has to give up uh, certain ways of, of life. And um, for, for some teachers, or in some places, it's easy to do so. And in other places, or with other teachers, you just can't. Uh, you, you won't, because the chemistry is not right there is just no no good understanding between disciple and um teacher oh. <laughs> he runs away so um this is the most important the the teacher um should be really a person of your confidence um of your trust 
second important is to to choose what where a place where you can live uh, some people can't live in the forest or other people can't live in the city um, so y you should know uh, what you can do and uh, if uh, a city noise is bothering you uh, but not so much uh, the insects, then you better off to the forest. And so these are all things you should know beforehand, before you uh, think of ordaining. Of course, then what Bhante Yuta Damo already said, I don't have to repeat, that is really the most important. You have to have the goal. And in the Buddha's time, it was uh, the goal to become enlightened. That was the one and only reason to become a monastic. But the other thing is to realize that, well, I think I kind of mentioned it, but just to be clear that um, not only is becoming a monk not the goal, but it's also not, um, how should we say, it wasn't even in the Buddha time as, as, as romantic as it can be made out to be. You know, It's not like in the movies, as they say. <laughs> so, you know, there's... Um, There are a lot of things that that people find difficult about the monastic life, not just the insects, but having to put up with cold food and not the food that you want to put up with, having to go on alms round people some people even get uh, averse to that the life it's you really need to have developed this path in the past. I think becoming a monk is not an easy thing um one of the reasons why I started answering the way I did is because we hear this quite often, people uh, who want to become a monk and even fly all the way out here to become a monk only to turn around and realize that they're not ready for it, that it's not for them. Um, so from a Buddhist point of view, it really seems to be the case that a person has to have developed this in the path and have, has to have developed a, a sincere wish in a past life to 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 get to this state. I suppose maybe that's putting it too high. I mean, it's not like it's some profound thing, but the meaning is that for anything it's like this. Why do some people become lawyers, some people become doctors? Why do some people um, incline towards in intellectual activities and some people incline towards uh, physical activities and so on? It's all has to do with uh, the person's past inclinations. So a person really has to have the past inclination to lead them to become a monk. I think it's uh, an important part of it. So, um, so, so don't take it lightly and don't, um, you know, really be sure in yourself and, and moreover, dedicate yourself to meditation first because normally what happens is people have never done an, an intensive meditation course and they think, I'll become a monk, I'll go and meditate for the rest of my life. They come and do a month of meditation and realize, whoa, there's much more inside than they thought. They miss their parents, they miss their family, they miss their friends. They've got a lot more attachments than they thought. So it's not that they dislike the, the idea of becoming a monk now, but they realize that they're just not ready for it. Many people say, I miss my family, and, and they, they run back home. That kind of thing. It's, it's not something to be taken lightly. It's uh, because more than becoming a doctor or a lawyer, it, it is at the core of your being. You know, the, the meditation practice and the, the, the path that we're following is very much uh, going to change who you are. Um, who you were. Who you were. 
Okay. Uh, there is a question related okay, to well it. Continue. Okay, um, go ahead. Uh, Bantapalanyani, who was your ordaining teacher, if we may know. Yes, you mm. may know, I think. Um, my Pavatini, which is the name for the uh, female preceptor, is Aya Tataaloka from North California. I was ordained in America. And the witnessing on the male Sangha side was Bhante Gunaratana uh, from the Bhavana Society, also in America. 